Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. When you go about trying to monitor free speech, when you go about saying that you are no longer a platform but a publisher, when you push the idea that you have the facts and somebody else doesn't simply because of disagreement, well, you're in for a long, long night. And Twitter has decided to make what I can only describe as one of the grandest mistakes ever. They are getting out of the platform business and admitting to being in the publishing business. And being in the publishing business means they're responsible for the tweets that are put out on their platform. And their first step, their first subject was the president, Donald Trump. And taking a look at his tweets and saying these conversations about Mail-in ballots that the president is having, well, they're not accurate. Here, learn more about mail-in ballots, and they actually put something on his Twitter feed. When you see a tweet about mail-in ballots, learn more about mail-in ballots. But where do you go? You go to CNN. They're going to teach you about mail-in ballots? So the people who are now going to tell you that there are people who are saying things that you can't trust, they're going to utilize media outlets that you cannot trust to prove to you that the person they're talking about cannot be trusted. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Well then, I mean, I could have played anything. A little same as it ever was. One way or another. It just never ends. The nonsense and the silliness and the complete and total irrational thought process that somehow those people who think that they are right are right because they think it. Let's break this down into some component pieces. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. This starts with conversations of President Trump talking about mail-in ballots, that mail-in ballots lead to fraud, a free-for-all on cheating, forgery, and theft. I say to you here and now, I am absolutely fine with absentee ballots, and I absolutely opposed large-scale mail-in voting. You are absolutely opening things up for fraud. In the same way that if you don't have voter ID, you are opening things up for fraud. That is different than saying there will be fraud. There is no doubt that the amount of people who actually come uh, before a a polling place and and lie about who they are to vote, well, that's small stuff. That is absolutely, positively small stuff. Right? But the amount of people who are engaged in voter fraud because they're doing voter registration fraud, that's a much larger number. So clearly, we can see cases where there is fraud. Clearly, we can see that if you take paper ballots and make that the standard, well, it's a lot easier to sneak in some paper ballots that way than if you have a system by which people come and vote and you check. Well, Tony, you just said you're okay with absentee ballots. Absolutely. A much smaller pool of people. 
Foolproof God, no. Easier to manage? Absolutely. And the opportunities for fraud within that are less. The more you open it up, the more chances for fraud you have. That's not psychosis, nor is that fear-mongering. That's standard, rational thought. I take you to CNN, where the Secretary of State was telling CNN about voter fraud in mail-in ballots what I know. I know that since I've been the Secretary of State in Alabama, five years, four months, and eight days, we've had six convictions on voter fraud. We've had two elections that have been overturned. Five of the six that have been convicted were convicted for fraudulent activity related to absentee balloting. Now, if you're overturning elections and people are, are being uh, uh, found guilty of, uh, of fraud and absentee balloting, that's serious. It doesn't matter if it happened a thousand times or one time. It's still serious. How could it not be serious? But he's on CNN and CNN wants to brush it off. I know that for a fact. I also know that. Are you aware that the research shows that in-person voting is more likely to result in voter fraud, which overall is basically non-existent? So it's kind of odd we're having this conversation. She laughs it off. Why are you laughing off the very concept of fraud? It's a peculiar thing to do. And part of it is, well, that's narrative. Oh, you silly Republicans. <laughs> Voter fraud. Oh, we know this is just because you don't want black people to vote. What? It's about taking a look at how we're voting and whether or not we're opening it up for fraud because fraud does happen. Fraud happens, and don't you believe in limiting fraud? That's why you should have voter ID. The ID should be given freely, by the way. You shouldn't have to pay for any ID cards in the state whatsoever. I don't believe in the poll tax. But you need an ID for everything under the sun. If you don't need it for voting, the only reason you don't need an ID for voting is because you're okay with some level of fraud. There is no other answer. Try. Spin. Work your magic. Twitter at Tony Katz. Get yourself into a frenzy. But you cannot come with up. You cannot come up with any other answer. You cannot engage any other conclusion. Other than the only reason not to have a voter ID when you vote is to allow for fraud. There is nothing else you can come to. The rational mind says, of course you have an ID. Don't be ridiculous. Of course you prove that you're a citizen. Of course you prove that you're you. That seems pretty rational. To the credit of the Secretary of State of Alabama who uh, CNN just tried to laugh out of the room. But mostly well, it's in-person voting, not absentee ballot yes. voting. They're entitled to their own opinion, but they're not entitled to their own facts. And the facts in our state show that we have had voter fraud, we have had people convicted, and those people are currently incarcerated, period. We're making it easy to vote and hard to cheat in Alabama. I absolutely positively love that. Easy to vote and hard to cheat. That's the way it should be. But anybody who's okay with any level of voter fraud is not somebody I want in my house. So the president, he's bothered by this push for mail-in voting. And I don't think he's wrong. I think he's absolutely positively correct. When Al Franken gets elected because there were some extra ballots found in a trunk, I rest my case. Well, he starts posting about this on Twitter. And the next thing you know, Twitter puts a... They put a, 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 it's not even a warning, it's just a fact check. Learn more about mail-in balloting. What? Or mail-in voting. And the links go to people like CNN. 
in the Washington Post. What these are anti-Trump outlets. I didn't say you have to agree with everything Donald Trump does. Let me give you an example of something you don't have to agree with. Because President Trump has completely missed the mark on something. And I discussed it yesterday. That is this accusation of Joe Scarborough uh, in killing an aide. The, the, he, had a, well, he used to be a member of Congress. And he had this aide who had a, a heart condition unbeknownst to anybody else. And uh, she got lightheaded and passed out in the office, hit her head against a desk and died. Trump is engaging this as a conspiracy theory, you know, that this is a cold case that should be looked into. He has failed on every level. There is nobody who hasn't come out to say this is, this is nuts. Washington Examiner, editorial, Trump's slanderous attack on Joe Scarborough is incompatible with leadership. We're now going to say that the Washington Examiner is anti-Trump? Absolutely not. Now, we should also note that this, this conspiracy theory has also been moved aggressively by whom? Marcos Melitzis of something called Daily Kos, which is a very left-leaning outfit. It's the weirdest thing in the world. There's no basis for it. And Trump misread the room when he went after Joe Scarborough on it. I spoke out against it yesterday. We're hearing the Washington Examiner today. National Review did the same. Remember, National Review was anti-Trump and then realized, holy cow, he's president. Oh, my gosh, there's some things here worth noting. And now they've at least gotten the they, – they've pushed out the, the never-Trump wing, <laughs> almost all of it, and they've gotten at least rational. And sometimes they write some brilliant stuff, especially with Kevin Williamson back. Uh, it's great. I'm a, with The work Joe, uh, Jim Garrity has done on coronavirus alone worth the price of admission. But Trump missed the mark. And if you're so Trump, uh, such a Trump idolater that you can't see this, okay. I, I, I'm not going to be the guy to convince you. That's totally fine. Uh, trust me when I say Trump missed the mark and Trump hurt himself badly with this nonsense. Now, does that mean that Joe Scarborough is a decent guy? Well, let's listen to just this morning. This is going to have a very good ending for us. A very good ending. The same time, you know, uh, that Joe Biden was saying, at the same exact time at the end of January that Navarro was warning about 500,000 deaths, he said, Donald Trump has made it so we are not ready for the coming pandemic. Now, never mind the fact that that's just totally wrong. I want it to continue. We're talking about coronavirus. Listen to the depths that Joe Scarborough goes here. He should let doctors and nurses run this. He should let them talk. But he never did. He just kept engaging in wishful thinking. And the consequences on the American people, and especially on senior citizens, Willie, the consequences on senior citizens, on veterans of World War II, Veterans of Korea, veterans of Vietnam, veterans that gave their best for us. Uh, as the New York Times wrote over Memorial Day week and told stories of men who survived the worst of World War II, who died over the past three months. The fastest killer in U.S. history, a pandemic that the president told crowds and his his TV propagandists told their audiences was being whipped up as a hoax. Now, where is the fact check on Joe Scarborough? Oh, that's that's me. Hey, 
How are you? Uh, doctors and nurses, he's been listening to Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks. Are you calling for uh, Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci liars? That's an interesting thing to do, Joe Scarborough. Seniors, you want to talk about how seniors have been affected? Let's talk about all the nursing home deaths that Chris Cuomo, I'm sorry, Andrew Cuomo is personally responsible for. The governor of New York, Chris Cuomo, is Fredo from CNN. Let's talk about all the deaths. He may not be responsible. If there are 6,000 nursing home deaths, he may not be responsible for the first 1,000, but he is responsible for the next five. When he realized he needs to keep those people separated, the coronavirus patients from those who, who are uh, uh, free of it, he needs to keep them separated, and the people begged, the nursing homes begged for the separation, and he wouldn't allow it. Forced them to comply and take in the patients, even if they had coronavirus. He's responsible. His nonsense, arcane garbage policies. Those weren't the policies of the President of the United States. More fact checks. The front page of the New York Times, you mean the propaganda piece? You can read my stories about the propaganda piece at TonyCats.com. All those headlines, all, I mean, all those names, all everyone who died from coronavirus, six name in, didn't die from coronavirus, was murdered. So how am I supposed to trust the rest of the list? I'm not here to fact check the entire list. I'm here to note that the New York Times doesn't do their job as journalists. And hoax? Trump never called it a hoax. That's a lie. You want to argue that there were personalities on Fox News that didn't get the story right? that were far more interested in going after media than actually taking a look at what coronavirus was? Fine. That would be a factual conversation. You want to take a look at all of those on MSNBC and CNN who won't take a look at the science today and keep pushing the idea of quarantines as necessary? I will. I'm the fact checker. That's me, Tony Katz, America's fact checker. That's, honestly, just, just start putting that in the promos, radio guys. Tony Katz, America's fact checker. That's it. That's all we seem to be doing around here. So I say to you, based on hearing that, that Joe Scarborough isn't a good or decent person. Trump has killed World War II veterans. That's sick and untrue. You see, Trump is wrong to push this conspiracy theory nonsense. Joe Scarborough isn't a good guy and needs fact checking. Now let's get back to Twitter, because Twitter is fact-checking the president. Well, what else are they going to fact-check? Let's take a look at this tweet. Preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission of the novel coronavirus identified in Wuhan, China. You know who sent that? The World Health Organization, January 14th, 2020. You know what we know? That's a lie. So the question before the House is, why wasn't this fact-checked? Why isn't there a label on this right now? Learn more about how China is guilty. Click. Why is there no fact-check to that? Let's go to Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin, the failed comic. You know, she used to be funny. Oh, she used to be so funny. She used to make me laugh so hard. And then she decided to be this person. And then she you did that photo with the sawed-off head of President Trump and then lost her whole career. And then people are like, oh, no, no, actually, that was totally fine. Here you go. Here you go. We'll, we'll, we'll start going to your shows again. Oh, she was, she was victimized, she says. That's, that's terrific. Jim Acosta of CNN tweeted out, Trump at diabetes event at White House. I don't use insulin. Should I be? I guess that's a question that Trump asked her. What have you? I didn't see the thing, so I don't know. 
Kathy Griffin responded, syringe with nothing but air inside it would do the trick. Blank Trump started with the letter F. First, she's advocating for the murder of the president of the United States. Secondly, fact check, will syringe with air inside it actually help you with diabetes? That should be a fact check. Not because I created the rules, but because Twitter created the rules. And they're now going to fact check the president. Well, now I want to fact check the World Health Organization, and I want to fact check Kathy Griffin. What's the difference between those people who say President Trump said you should ingest bleach, which he never said, and Kathy Griffin saying that a syringe filled with nothing but air will help you uh, with your insulin? What's the difference? Oh, there's no difference whatsoever. Fantastic. Great. Have a nice day. Oh, we know Kathy Griffin is lying. I don't know what Kathy Griffin is doing. I think Kathy Griffin is off her rocker. But in order to know, we're going to need fact checkers. We're going to need people out there telling us what is and what isn't, what's real and what's not, what's true and what's false, because we don't have any possibility, capability of doing it on our own. None whatsoever. We're simply incompetent. We're simply unable. That's what they think of us. Constantly and consistently, their answer is, you need us to tell you. What they really say is, we need to stop some people from being able to speak while being totally silent on others. So the fact checkers don't actually check all the facts, and the watchmen are the ones who need to be watched. The guy in charge, the head of site integrity on Twitter, is a guy by the name of Yoel Roth who once tweeted January 22nd, 2017, there are actual Nazis in the White House. Yoel Roth, November 8th, 2016. I'm just saying we fly over those states that voted for a racist tangerine for a reason. See, orange man bad. So racist tangerine. Isn't he funny? Meanwhile, uh, flyover states. Oh, I think they're talking about the Midwest. Racists. Vote for racists. Is that what you do? Is that what you do? And this guy is the one in charge of the fact-checking and adding links to CNN and the Washington Post? And we're somehow supposed to think that they have our best interests at heart? Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. You don't believe it? And neither do I. But they still think they can sell it. We have to decide not to be sold. I'm Tony Katz.